So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 This is Thoughts and Moments. Hey, hey, it's your boy Silly Thoughts, the Prince of Petty. And I'm Joy, also known as Joyride. I provide the moments to make your life better. We're here weekly to provide the latest news, trending topics, and edutainment. We will engage, entertain, and inform, but we keep it real and we keep it fun. So whether you're riding in these streets or podcast surfing with your peeps, this is a show you don't want to miss. Every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on The Real 1100 a.m. And guess what? It's 5 p.m. So let's go. Go, go. Hey, hey, it is your boy Silly Thoughts, and you are listening to Thoughts and Moments right here on The Real 1100 AM. I already introduced myself. I did that out of order. (laughs) I am your boy Silly Thoughts, and I am sitting across from the lovely Joy Ride. So happy to see you here today. Yep, yep. Um, uh, It is Thursday. It is 5 o'clock, and we are ready to roll. We have a really good show for you today. So um, we actually have been in here riffing about what we're about to say, what we're about to do. And um, um, yeah, we're ready to rock. So hope you guys, hope you guys brought your 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 debate hats. Hope you brought your <laughs> irrational and rational arguments. Your uh, anything, anything you want to say today? Because we're talking the best black movies today. Yes, yes. We're Fight gonna me. we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna represent the culture a little bit today. We're gonna have some fun with that. But of course, you know, we've got to get through some other kind of unpleasantries before we can get to the fun stuff but uh so without no further ado let's get to those trending topics Still love that sounder. And uh, so, as you know, uh, during the pandemic, we always start our trending topics with where we are as a nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so with we have the- top two million recorded cases. Yes. Of co- of coronavirus, which yes. is the virus that leads to COVID-19. Right. And we are, I think the last number as of yesterday was 112,000. 113,341 as of uh, 3 p.m. today. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are uh, nationwide as far as Georgia. We're at 53,980 with regards to confirmed cases and total confirmed deaths, deaths is 2329. Um, and there has been in some states, which I found to be surprising, uh, there's not so much here in Georgia, but in some states, Arizona, Texas, uh, Florida, there has been some uh, spiking um, of the confirmed cases due to, and they are attributing it to the state's reopening. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the states that have reopened a lot of restaurants and beaches and whatnot. Right. And so they're saying that the the surge especially around memorial day right the surge the new uh uptake in cases is kind of due to that um because you have to remember some people are, are trying to attribute it to the protests uh we won't know because remember yeah. this virus has a 14 day up to a 14 day incubation period right. so you could be positive and not test positive and or for another 14 days and so we cannot just say dump it all on the protests, and we can't dump it all on memorial day mm-hmm. and we can't dump it all on the state's reopening it's a mixed bag of all of right. those it's, things it's everything everything is conspired to uh, increase the number of uh, active cases and um, 
unfortunately we will we will continue to see the death toll rise it's not going to just cap out at a certain number and um for those people who think that this is a hoax who think this isn't real i can almost guarantee you that even though you may not talk to all your friends somebody in your circle has someone that has suffered because of this disease so please be mindful of that when you talk to people um about uh your differing opinions okay yes yes and so i you know <laughs> just stay at home i mean i, I understand and, and the t t temptation is great to go out to go to your restaurants to go back to your spots to go to your gym to go you know to reinsert yourself back into your life and that that is it's very very tempting but if you're going to go out into the world keep your mask on keep your your uh, hand sanitizer close uh, practice your social distancing be safe you know be smart i know things are open and you, it feels good and you want to go back to your life that you had back in earlier 2020 it's not that way until we get a va vaccine we're not going to be back to where we were before pre-coronavirus. Understand that, accept it. I'm not saying be happy about it. I'm saying you have to accept it and move on. And that's right. That's all we're saying. You know, you hear people say phrases like the new normal. And yeah, this is how this is how we getting down for the foreseeable future. So um, I just want people I don't want to reiterate, you know, just be careful. Continue to uh <laughs> Stay your know, little behind in the house, like your right. mama used to say. <laughs> and um, you know what we want to say, but you know, right, <laughs> right, right. But um, you know, we I think we are getting used to. You know, it takes 21 days to make a habit, and we have been in the house, give or take, for two, three months at yep, this point. Yep. So you you know what's up. Just uh, hang in there, hang on, and um, continue to help. Because I mean. When we talk about flattening the curve and we talk about um, mitigating uh, the c communication of this disease across different um, uh, populations, here's the thing. There was never a thought that everybody wouldn't at some point come in contact with the virus. Right. The purpose of sheltering in place was to make sure everybody ain't get it at once. <laughs> you know, um, think about like, think about um, waiting in, in line at the Apple store for the new iPhone. Everybody shows up at eight o'clock in the morning. The line is around the door. They sell out. Everybody goes home. They got to wait, come back the next day. Meanwhile, people who sheltered at home and waited till week two to go get the phone, just walk in the store. 15 minutes later, they walk out. So it's the same premise. We can't have everybody in the hospital at once. But um, I think there are ways to continue to mitigate the severity of this, uh, of this uh, virus, this pandemic. So, yeah, stay in the house. Read a book. Please stay in the house. Um, so next up, um, it's amazing. It, it feels like a while ago, but it's only been a couple of weeks right. uh, where George Floyd was murdered. That was Memorial mm -hmm. Day mm -hmm. that he was murdered on that day. So I guess we'll always, there's always be in perpetuity mm -hmm. on Memorial Day that we'll, we'll bring this up. And there has been some sort of a kind of a seismic shift yes. in the conversations about race in this country. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe, you know, in, a, in Malcolm Gladwell kind of sense, mm -hmm. we've hit our tipping point mm -hmm. where We've had multiple. Well, we've had people get murdered. We just had uh, uh, Ahmaud uh, Arbery. Yeah. Uh, early, you know, early, just a couple weeks before George Floyd. Not we even. had Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. um, just a couple, and those were police officers. Back that, to back. Yeah. So, what was been so significant? What's been different about the George Floyd situation mm -hmm. that 
all of the other ones that happened in the past. What's what's been different about this one, in your opinion? I'll tell you exactly what I think. And I, I've said this um, and I stand by it, even though it is potentially a, um, a, a callous thing to say. George Floyd was the perfect victim. Mm. And what I mean by that is that you could see plainly that he was not resisting arrest. He was barely moving. He uh, was restrained. He was in handcuffs, face down, with three people on him. There was no need for a chokehold. There was no need for aggressive use of force. There right. was no need, and there's no justification for it either. Right. He wasn't a hardened criminal. He was a bouncer at a club with the cop that killed him, right? Yes. So um, the idea that some people are floating around that he was a career criminal, untrue. You know, so uh, and, and let's and let's stay with that. You know, but at the what, same time, what, what does that mean? I, I you know, I'll talk people, about that when in a I second. Say, when I say mm -hmm. that, what does that mean? Like a career he's criminal? a career criminal. Does that mean that the police can now be judge, jury, and executioner? Does Does that mean because you have had mm -hmm. a, a checkered past? Does that mean that they can when just do that when you're black? It does. And that is part of the problem with systemic <laughs> racism is, you know, every time somebody, every time this has happened before, they come up with, well, you know, he, uh, with Ahmaud Arbery, well, he was running through a, a house that wasn't finished and he could have been a criminal and somebody stole a, a gun in this neighborhood a few weeks back and it just all got pinned on him. Right. Um, so then his character comes into question. Um, with Trayvon Martin, well, you know, he had a picture on Facebook holding up the finger. That's not a crime. Right. It's definitely not a capital offense. You know, uh, um, Michael Brown stole some cigarettes earlier in the day. That, oh, there's again, people that believe he tried to offense. take the, the, the cop's gun. That the evidence doesn't show that. Exactly. But and there so, are people that really believe They really believe it. I, I actually had a guy on Facebook argue with me that maybe Ahmaud Arbery shot himself. Really? I'm gonna just let that hang for yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who needs like turn all the lights and the music off right. on that? Like, ew. Like, right. Really? Like, really? That's what we're doing? <laughs> Uh, you shot yourself in the stomach with a shotgun. That how they do that. Right. So anyway, my point being, when it came to George Floyd, there's no what if he only. How come he didn't? He did everything mm -hmm. that you're supposed to do, um, and still lost his life slowly. And here's the thing: you, if he had struggled more, they would have argued they were trying to control him. They were trying to get him detained and under control. This man was so at ease as he took this other man's life that he had his hands in his pockets. Well, and was, he was so it was sure. Two minutes and fifteen seconds of non-responsive, uh, non-responsiveness. Right. And he was so sure that he wasn't gonna get in trouble that he looked the camera dead in the eye, no well, remorse, no shame, yeah, um, and no regard for the the life he just took. And um, uh, since last week, there's been um, a video that is going around, and I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. And it's uh, last week tonight. Now, I don't get paid by HBO, so I'm not trying to do commercials for them. But I will tell you. The most recent episode of Last Week Tonight by John Oliver deals specifically with the police. It deals with how they're trained. It deals with um, how we've gotten to this point from going all the way back to the slave patrols of 1704. It deals <laughs> with everything, um, and it ends on a really strong note. And so it's on YouTube. Um, HBO didn't take it down for you know any kind of copyright infringement or anything. It's available. The full 33-minute episode is available on YouTube right now. I highly suggest not only that you check it out, but the next time somebody comes at you with something on Facebook, well, what about black-on-black -black crime? Uh, show them that video.
so so here's here's the question uh now that we've had this kind of this shift and we hit the tipping point Mm -hmm. uh what has impressed you the most because i don't want to just kind of keep banging that drum about the the death what has impressed you the most by the shift that we've seen with companies Mm -hmm. has it been the companies has it been the individual people have it been the people that reached out to you Mm -hmm. that said i want to know i want to learn the people that have been and now are starting to speak out more and become allies. What's been the most impressive thing to you? Um, all of it. So um, I'm going to try and I'm going to try and work through all of it. So I've had individuals that I haven't heard from since like 2004, 2005 reach out to me and say, hey, can I talk to you? Um, I want to I want to find out more about this. I want to get your take on this. I've had conversations with people um, and uh, shout out to my homeboy. I hope he's in here somewhere. Uh, Kevin. My friend Kevin um, asked for a Zoom meeting. We did a Zoom face to face. He's like, I really want to understand this. Like, what do I do? How do I debate this? Like, what's the what's the rebuttal to X Y Z? Because he said he had friends that he um, wanted to shed some light on. You know, shed some light on this situation to them. And about 24 hours later, he came back. He's like, I don't know how you do this all day every day because I want to throw my phone. I want to fight somebody. I want to throat punch somebody. He goes, I'm just so frustrated. And um, I don't know if I can keep it up. And I told him, you know what? You've planted the seed with people that I will never be able to reach, that this is not okay, and that the way that they are thinking is is literally allowing black people to die. So um, just get that message out there. And as we continue to reach that critical mass. Um, so for people who are in the chat room right now, people who can see me, I'm looking at myself on camera. First of all, I got this headphones on. I look like I got on a 1980s um, uh, jogging outfit. This, it looks like a headband. You got that full Olivia Newton-John. Oh, yeah, thing I got going the full got like full, uh, 1980s uh, post-disco aerobics <laughs> look going on. And I and I have on for those of you who can see. I got on like Batman sweatpants. I got Batman sweatpants. You know why? Because I did not have time to finish getting dressed. So I had to get to the studio. And uh, I was hoping you'd only see me from the waist up. But I want to tell on myself. And the reason I'm doing this is because I have been so busy hosting open forum calls for different companies, um, at least five different companies that I'm working with that have said, hey, as a diversity and inclusion consultant, can you come moderate a conversation for our employees who want to know what can they do? uh, What's the next step? How can we change the culture in our own company? Um, How can we battle microaggressions? How can we stand up to people on the internet? When should we step in? How do we amplify your voices? I've been doing this for the last two weeks. I'm exhausted and I will not stop. As long as anybody wants me to come talk to their company, I will be there. Because I've never seen this level of open, honest, and raw conversation. People are sharing their stories. Because, you know, as black people, as people so of color and whole. that what? begs the question. I'm not done. Are, <laughs> we do have an hour-long show. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. not done, though. <laughs> Just one more thing. Go ahead. Okay. So, I'm, see, now I lost my train of thought. See what you did to me. You're, you're giving the... Um, about diversity and inclusion. Yes. And, and, yeah. So um, I'm able to talk to these people, and as long as they want me to come out, I'm going to continue to do it because people are sharing their stories. You hear black people on the phone with these companies talking about getting stopped once a quarter by the same cop who knows where they live. Um, they talk about fearing for their sons, fearing for their daughters, um, fearing, you know, being worried about somebody going out to get takeout food and make it at home. And a lot of uh, white people are hearing this for the first time because we don't talk about this at work. You know, when somebody asks you, how's your weekend? You just say fine because you don't want to get into all of this. But now that they are seemingly willing to hear it, we're going to let you have it if you want to hear it. And it oh, it's opening a lot of eyes. I, I think 
it is good and i've had some people reach out to me uh, in direct messages and things like that and and some people that have spoken up that i was very surprised and some people that 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 spoke up that haven't been so uh thank you to everybody that's reached out and and the, the one response that i have been consistent with is that i'm tired because mm -hmm. i've been fighting this fight for over for over 30 years i've been you know banging that drum and people and some people that are in the chat room now have said to me that I'm always looking at things through the lens of race and I'm always making it racial and I'm like now you're seeing I think hopefully those people are, are seeing how you know the reason why I see things through that lens of race is because I've been forced to not because I've chosen to and I think people need to hear that that when I walk in the room that's how people view me they don't view me as Ellis. They view, they view me as, oh, there's a black man walking into the room. And so therefore I have to approach it. I have to think like a black man walking into a room, walking into a space, walking into a restaurant. And that's because that's how you all treat me. So I'm, re I'm, I'm a mirror reflecting what you're giving me. So I'll say that. Question for you, Joy, is this. Yes. Are we prepared for sweeping systemic change? Or is this just the... Flash in the pan, hot topic right now. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of jumping on, on board. That's a really good question. And the answer is we can be. Um, are we? No. Because uh, nobody saw this coming. But I, I liken it to how people just shifted to working from home because of the coronavirus. There were some pockets of uh, corporate America that ha had been seeing this on the horizon and making plans for it. Um, and then when all of a sudden this virus hit, they were like, all right, bet. Everybody take your computer home and don't come in here no more. And they were able to maintain their business. There's some people that resisted it and wanted to continue to have, you know, uh, what we call uh, people factories where they just, you know, churn and burn their employees and they never really take the time to, to give them any uh, development. And, um, you know, you got three people in three shifts sharing one computer. And then when the coronavirus hit, oh, you lost 60 percent of your productivity because only one of them can have that computer. Right. So they weren't ready. So I say the same thing about uh, society when it comes to race relations. Some of us are ready. Some of us have plans. I've seen a lot of discussion around what we do next. Um, and other people completely broadsided. Right. Um, but as long as the people who are broadsided just hang on for the ride and don't actively try to resist the change, I think we'll be okay. You know, another thing I want to say is when you work out, when you first start working out, um, you get an accountability partner, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody who has been there before or who is just used to working out that says, hey, come on, get up. You know, let's hit the gym. It's Tuesday. It's time to do it, blah, blah, blah. And right. even though you may get tired, they hold you accountable because you said you wanted to do this. So I encourage all of us who have had people reach out to us for the first time in a long time or have seen allies at work pop up out of nowhere in two months. Hey, you said <laughs> you was going to do this. So, you know, there's a voting rights uh, lobby downtown. Let's go talk. Let's, let's go to the rally. There's um, let's both go volunteer to oh, uh, to run a precinct for voting um, in November. You know, like be a part of the solution. You can being a part of the solution is more than blacking out your profile. It's more than just um, uh, liking a tweet. It's action. Well, there's a phrase in the kind of diversity and inclusion space. that says lean into your discomfort. And I need for you to do that. Um, it is going to be uncomfortable for many white Americans to hear all this stuff, to really recognize and understand what it's been. But I need you, instead of trying to move away from it and find your comfort zone, lean into it. Because I think leaning into it will get you 
you'll be able to get through it and it's going to be more comfortable on the other side instead of having that uncomfortable silence we're going to have to get through this tough period and be, have it be more comfortable on the other side as we get through it but right. this period is going to be tough there's going to be some folks like what happened to them idiots in new jersey mm -hmm. there's going to be some folks that are, may even get violent we're going to we're going to have to weather a storm but it's better to go through it and get through it together than it is to try to pull back and go back to the way we were so right that that's Whew, boy, I feel like I need a shower after all that. <laughs> it, it's heavy, and it, and it could be heavy, but it, we've been carrying that burden for so long, and I told right. somebody... Uh, help me carry the load. Uh, help me carry the load. And so, and and for, for my black folks out there, don't be so quick to judge and jump on the allies and say they're not being... trying to teach them and tell them, criticize how they're being an ally, okay? Mm -hmm. the, Jesus didn't tell the Good Samaritan how to carry the cross. Right. He was just happy he was there to help him carry. So if you have somebody that's willing to be an ally, that's willing to listen, and they may jump out and say something wrong, don't jump all over them. Mm -hmm. don't, don't just help them say, look here, player, let me help you out. Let me help you understand. So they'll maintain their ally them. So they right. won't step back into their silence. Help them. Don't just jump all over them. Right. Because we got to remember, most people are not trained in diversity and inclusion. <laughs> exactly. You know, I get paid to do this. So a lot of people don't know what to say. They right. don't know how to act. They may be awkward. They may uh, not understand. And truly, this is going to sound crazy to a lot of black people, but they may not really understand why All Lives Matter is offensive. So right. explain it to them. <laughs> if you don't feel like it, you don't have the energy to explain it to them, send them a video you know send them a link like hey man this is this is what it means there's plenty of them out there keep it keep it in your uh dms so you can just shoot it off whenever you need to um but help them help them help you right, right? yes so so they can carry that burden with you uh, not for you but they can carry that burden with you right but if you jump all over them and tell them no you're not doing it right they're gonna step back and they can be like you know what I'm going to fall back because mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable for them as it is. Right. And then you're going to make it more uncomfortable and they're trying to help you. So just ease off a little bit. I understand. And I had this fight with with, with uh, Larry's brother, Lamar. We went back and forth on social media about it. And he's like, I'm angry. I said, I get it. I right. get it. I know there's some things We're you want to, I think, I know there's some things you want to get off your chest. I get it. But I'll get, I'll get that off my chest against the people that aren't trying to be my allies. But for mm -hmm. my allies, I'm like, I'm going to help them along. And then the folks that are trying to oppose me, that's who I'm going to give it to. Okay. I'm going to challenge <laughs> all the black people with this. Well, you've been angry your whole life. I know you have because I have. And so I know right. how you feel. And I challenge you for this. Hang on to uh, resist the urge to lash out right. at someone who is confused but wants to do better. Right. Help them do better. If you don't have the energy or the patience to talk to them at the moment, just tell them it's emotional time for me right now. Let me get you back next week. But don't lash out at them because we do need them. For however clumsy their efforts may be, we need every hand on yes. deck yes. for this. Okay? Please, please, please. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to jump into our main topic of the day, which is we uh, we posed this question after our last show when we did our movie trivia with uh, Kiana and Paparazzi Jewelry. So thank right. thank you again, Kiana, for uh, help, helping us out and, and sponsoring last week's show. So the trivia kind of got us to this topic, which is like, what are those movies? And so I put this on my Facebook page and I said, what if some aliens came to to the America and they wanted to 
at, that you wanted to show them some movies which was encapsulate black culture. And, I, and I'm taking black pop culture. And, you know, Joy, since she's smarter than me, is handling all the other stuff. <laughs> so uh, what are, what would be those movies? And so we picked 10 movies apiece. And so we're going to kind of reveal our list today. There might be some crossover. May or may not be some crossover. But we're going to give those 10 movies, our 10 movies, our list that we would show aliens that would kind of help them understand and give them a crash course of black culture. Um, and then we're going to say why. Why these movies are on our list versus other movies. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. We'd love for you to chime into the... Uh, chat room thank you jen amber i see jb's been in there my man uh rob tip is in there uh roy i see all those folks in there so thank you all make sure you you throw the chat room kevin uh everybody that's in there thank you all keep your comments coming and we will see you in a minute attention radio station listener this might make you say Get this station in 1,500 live stations plus a custom station you can create all in one right now. Download the free app now at iHeartRadio.com. When you shop Goodwill, you don't just bring home a vintage dress or cat lamp. You bring home so much good to your community because everything you buy funds local job training and more. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. This station and the Beasley Best Community of Caring want to protect your family. Get everyday prevention tips at cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Sexual chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? What, what is this? I believe the children are Really? This is what we're doing? This is what we're doing today? <laughs> Welcome back, and you're listening to Thoughts and Moments right here on the real 1108. This is what we're talking about today. We're talking about. <laughs> we are talking about. We can't even get through this part. We're talking about the top 10 black movies for the culture. For the culture. And so uh, that is an excerpt from um, Coming to America, which is probably on Ellis's list. Yes, it is. So what we're doing right now is Ellis has a list of the top 10 black movies that you need to be able to reference if you want to come to the cookout. Yes. So this is where we get all our lines from, all our quotes, all our memes. You know, if you hear somebody say sexual chocolate, you need to know. That movie right there. That's all right there. That was him just now. (laughs) You know, so this uh, this is what we're going to. And then I have the list of top 10 movies for the culture if you really want to understand what it means to be black in the United States. So uh, two different two different angles coming at two you. Two different angles. So because we just came back with that, so I, that's, that's going to be my first one. Coming to America. And um, what's this movie? Came out in 92? It's like, yeah. 88. 88. 88. Wow. 88. We old. And we were watching it in college. So that's how long it's been. And... I can almost quote every line from that movie. I have watched it that many times, and I'm not going to tell you in 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 various states of uh, sobriety, I have watched that movie, <laughs> and it gets funnier right. <laughs> the, the further along you get. Right, it's got so many quotable lines. Like, yes, in the face, in the face. You need to know <laughs> what that means. You got to know it. You 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 have to know it. You got to. Hey, the boys from Africa. You right. know, just that uh, going good. That boy, almost oh, every line is quotable. Yes, mm-hmm. that movie. I, I probably would say I would go out on a limb and speak mm-hmm. in hyperbole and say that's probably Eddie Murphy's funniest movie. 
I'd have trouble arguing with you about that. I mean, Harlem Nights was funny, but in a different kind of way. Yeah. But I think that was his funniest movie. I think. I think Harlem Nights was a funny drama, maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, Coming to America was just slap out funny all the way through. Funny. She's your queen <laughs> to be. You, got, you, you just have to know all of that stuff from from Sam Jackson's cameo, right? Uh, Sam Jackson played a uh, <laughs> Robin the McDowell's restaurant. McDowell's anyway. from yeah, we gotta, just we gotta McDowell's. Keep going. Yeah, McDowell. Yeah, that's a whole just, thing. That's a whole other thing. So number one, coming to America, you have to know if you want to be able to have the cookout and have a conversation and catch all the references, you got to have coming to America. You got to have seen it. What's what's your first movie? Okay, so my first movie about um, what it means to be black in the United States. Let me see what I'm going to pull first off my list. Mm-hmm. Is um, I Am Not Your Negro. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. where I'm going. That's why I did it. I said it. And so it's a documentary or, yeah, a, a historical a collection of all of the, several of the works of James Baldwin who is a very famous uh, activist on behalf of civil rights for black people. And it's a collection of his essays. It's it's narrated and um, it talks about, and it shows footage of him as he spoke to different groups about what it meant to be black in America in the 60s. Right. And um, it very much is relevant to today, but it also shows you the things we're talking about, we've been talking about. Been talking mm-hmm. about it. James Baldwin, a lot of his stuff has been popping up. I've getting those suggestions on YouTube because I've really been trying to, in my, trying to help my allies, I've been trying to give people some context of how we got to this point. Um, I mean, we've had a 400-year head start <laughs> of just misinformation, miseducation, um, lies, propaganda, yep. everything that's been, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, yeah. perpetrated against black people and so like that's how we get to the point and that's what you're getting in the frustration people are like why are y'all so mad I can tell you I got four right. how much time you got it's been 400 years being depressed how much time you got so I'm trying to give them small mm-hmm. five to six minute videos of just about individual subjects that people mm-hmm. can get and James Baldwin is you're right he was in the 60s in black mm-hmm. and white talking about this stuff and now we're in 2020 right. still talking about the same stuff different mm-hmm. different context same stuff same substance mm-hmm Good pull. All right, so um, second movie uh, I'm going to say, and we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. Friday. Yes. If you if you don't have Friday, you got to have Friday. It, it, it is, and I'm not talking about next Friday. I'm not talking about Friday no, after the next. Rest of the I'm not talking about that. The original Friday with Chris Tucker, ass Smokey, and Ice Cube. Because mm-hmm. I, I, Mike Epps did a great job. Day Day was great. Yeah. But Smokey is the man. Smokey is the man. Ezel. It actually, um, <laughs> even though there were movies that uh, Chris Tucker did before, that's the that is the one that is etched in uh, Black Americans' minds. So uh, there's a lot of movies where an actor did such a good job, especially in a movie that we know that we call them by that name for the rest of their lives. Chris Tucker, you will hear him referred to as Smokey. Yeah. Uh, similar that uh, Samuel Jackson is Gator. Gator to a yep. whole lot of people. Yeah. Because we all saw Jungle Fever, where he played a crackhead with uh, his girlfriend Halle Berry. You gotta look it up. It's a Spike Lee movie. Yeah. Um, and so I remember saying, "Ooh, Gator's in a new movie." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the 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 thing is so um, when I was doing the, my morning show, we had uh, Faison Love uh, come in for an interview, which was, was he's hilarious in person, funny dude, big dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my co-host trying to get him to to say playing with my money 
it's like playing with my emotions. That costs money, though. Smokey. <laughs> and so that is a famous line from right. Friday. Right. And he wouldn't do it. And 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 I wasn't mad at him for not mm-hmm. doing it because the thing is, he's more than a big worm. And he's right. like, I'm an actor. That was a role I played back in the you 20 know, years, 30 20, years ago, yeah. 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, I love the fact that people still love that role and, and still I get recognized for that. Mm-hmm. And he understands that that got him other jobs mm-hmm. and whatever. But he's like, Sometimes it's hard to walk down the street and it's people running up on me talking about calling yeah. him Big Word. Right. Um, like uh, <laughs> I think about the actor on uh, Young and the Restless, Victor uh, Newman. Victor Newman. Yeah. I don't know his real name. No. I remember when I saw him in Titanic, I was like, oh, it's Victor Newman. I don't know his, <laughs> I don't know his name. And I won't. I won't know his name. Please put it in the chat room. I want to know what Victor Newman's his, name is. His, Somebody look that up. His name is please. Victor Newman. <laughs> <laughs> I got a drink. Would I make a. Uh, a drink in a, in a highball glass, mm-hmm. I call it a Victor Newman. Because remember, right. always, always on the show. with the glass and the And ice. I say, I'm about yeah. to go make me a Victor Newman. Exactly. You feel fancy. <laughs> it's a fancy drink. <laughs> a little sexy drink. Okay. What's your second movie, Joy? My second movie is going to be, oh, wait, I had it on here. Because I'm picking, I wrote down a lot of them, and I'm picking through here right now. So the next one I want you to see is, where my color purple. And there's a lot going on with the color purple. Is that on your list too? It is. So we, okay. we can both talk about we the can color both purple. Talk about the color. So there's quotable lines. There's uh, canon, or I say uh, iconic images and moments in there. But the reason I like the color purple is it showed the life of a black woman in that time period. Yes. It showed, uh, matter of fact, it talked about Miss um, Millie could be considered uh, a moderate who will swear that she's not racist. Yes. You know, um, you look at uh, Oprah Winfrey as Sophia, and this is what put her on the map on a national level versus being (laughs) just a talk show host in Chicago. Uh, She was Sophia and her life story of being a proud black woman and having it beat out of her. You know, it's a a strong movie. And I stand by the fact that if you... (sighs) Whoopi Goldberg deserved all the Oscars for that movie, for her portrayal. You know, if you watch her realize, you know, to go from being scared to move to standing in her own truth from that whole, the whole thing. It's great. It's a great movie. But if you just watch it for, you know, just a couple of the lines, you miss the the heart of it. So watch it, watch it twice. Watch that one twice. It's a great period piece movie. So you got to think about that. And, And it really spoke to the struggle of being kind of a black, you're post civil war, but there's still heavy uh, segregation, discrimination, prejudices, and things like that. And so, and then you've got this kind of really antiquated, I want to marry, oh, and the way he negotiated for Celia. I mean, it really Mm -hmm. speaks to the time. Right. You hear the sugar every song. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and what I really loved about that movie, it was you, you had this cast, and they had the same, they had struggles. Like, it wasn't just this slave prejudice kind of struggle this was real life struggle you had marriage struggles you had right kids struggles you had family struggles you mm-hmm. had overcoming the 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 distance and the there was so much in that movie i think that i, I would say this admittedly that was the first movie that i actually physically cried in mm. watching that movie in a the theater because i went with my whole family i remember it came out thanksgiving i remember like it was yesterday we're all sitting in that row and just the joy of seeing Celie and Nettie get back together. Oh, my God. And that moment, I was, I was overcome with emotion. I was, like, I was like, why am I crying in this movie? It's a movie, right? And I never do that. But I was like, that movie touched to it. And, and 
they robbed Steven Spielberg of the of the Oscar for that film, but I don't think people were quite ready for that. Right. America, I don't know why in the eighties people weren't ready for that movie. Right. But that movie was so good, and so in terms of culture, mm -hmm. pop or otherwise, mm -hmm. you see, we both have it on our list. Color Purple, you got to know it because until you do right by me, everything you even think about gonna crumble. <laughs> okay, that's all I got to say. If you don't know that line, go watch the movie. Okay. Right. Wait, so you're up, right? Because I, I I'm up. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, uh, real quick, Amber, thank you. Eric Braden is the name of Victor Newman. Victor that's Newman. That's, that's, Alter that's ego his government name. You know what? That's like Bruce Wayne and Batman. <laughs> okay. So Victor Newman's name is Eric Braden. Thank you. I'm gonna forget that in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this. Uh, my next one is. Not so much a comedy, or it is, it is do the right thing. Yes. Okay. So that's on my list as well. Okay. Okay. So we, we, we got another a crossover. There's a mm -hmm. crossover. Do the right thing. Uh, Should have won best picture that year as well mm -hmm. uh, for Spike Lee. Um, uh, that was what summer '88. Yeah. Uh, am I right on that? Summer '88. Uh, it has the quintessential song of the summer. Right. With, Fight like, the, the power. power. You had the intro with Rosie, <laughs> Rosie Perez dancing right. hard. You so hard. <laughs> Iconic characters, Danny Aiello, and he's dead yeah. now. He passed away recently. Mm -hmm. um, is as Sal's Pizzeria, mm -hmm. uh, just great actors doing their thing mm -hmm. and just really. Ossie Davis, Ruby D. Yes, and they were being caricatures, but that was New York, and that was uh, Robin Harris. Right. God rest his soul was in that was in that film, right. and it was so many, just the interplay of race and culture in that small New York mm -hmm. borough and how they all interplayed on each other. Just It was just a an excellent, excellent film. And, and, mm -hmm. and that iconic moment where that you know Ice Cube used for his album, you know, you spear chunking. Yeah, that fast, was, yeah, yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Um, yeah, Spike Lee has a really, uh, uh, for all his ups and downs, Spike Lee has a really good way of turning uh, controversial um, information or uncomfortable situations uh, elevating it to art. I will give him that for sure. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And and just really speaks to our culture. So there's a lot of lines that we get from that movie. Mm -hmm. There is Sal, the, the love we're going to boycott your fat pasta <laughs> ass. Yeah, it's a lot. Say, <laughs> mm -hmm. no music. <laughs> right. No music, you know. <laughs> and really, you know, in, in talking to today's time, mm -hmm. when we're talking about inclusion mm -hmm. um and that's what sparked the fight yeah. was here he was he had a, a, a an italian pizzeria in a black neighborhood mm -hmm. and with they italians it. on the wall right all that was his right it was his store but his patrons were african-american right and, and so what is that what is it a line you know and, and we can still ask that question today what is a mm -hmm. line you know okay cafe that's something that's real going on right, right now, now here in atlanta that where is the line it's his store his shop however you know he was like hey He's and he didn't tell him to take the Italians down he said could just you put, put some black up. people on the wall right. <laughs> you know right. that's all that's all they want and, and, yeah. and that's a big that's a kind of a big thing um so and that line and and the, and the fight and radio mm -hmm. raheem speaking to police brutality yes and how they killed radio raheem in the movie with the chokehold um, and so over 25 years ago and so there's still it's such a fiery movie I, I had the, the, the pleasure of going to the 20th anniversary and meeting Spike and all those and um, Radio Rahim he was an older man then uh, was it Bill Bill Nunn Bill Nunn mm -hmm. I, 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 he was walking with a cane back then but uh, he's passed away too now hasn't he so that's crazy 
Oh, that's crazy. So, shout out to uh, Do the Right Thing, uh, uh, Spike Lee. Uh, excellent, excellent film. Excellent. So I, you're up. <laughs> I'm up. Okay, so my next movie for uh, the the full black experience or a, a, a section of it is Imitation of Life. Wow. Oh, and okay. so again, it's a heavy movie. Uh, you will cry. I don't care who y'all. And uh, the the thing about this is it it speaks to the desire of one of one girl to be different, to be mm. something else, to be not what she was born as. And, you know, we talk about self-hate in the black community a lot, um, which is uh, a derivative of uh, the fact that we all were raised in this colonized country where mm -hmm. the ruling class was white. And so the ruling class became the ruling race. And that spurred white supremacy, which spurred colorism, which uh, encouraged, well, not encouraged, but people with a hope to escape that, um, that uh, reality chose to pass. And what we mean mm. by pass is if they looked white and if walking down the street you couldn't tell that they were black, they would disassociate from black people and pass into white culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, this story is about one woman's uh, journey to understanding who she really was. Mm -hmm. well, I got to watch that. I haven't seen it. Um, Boy, didn't I put you out last week? You <laughs> that week. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, look, I put it in the chat room. Um uh, yeah, so JB is saying that the director of the Miami-Dade Police Department uh, just today banned a type of choke from being mm -hmm. used and taught officers, you know, yes. by the officers in the department. So there's a lot of police uh, departments that are banning the use of chokeholds because of that, mm -hmm. that very, very situation that uh, people are dying, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it's, it's, it's imitation of life. Yes. Okay. All right, so, so you're up. You're I'm up. up. Okay, so I'm looking here. This is a relatively new film, mm -hmm. but it had such an impact that I had to put it on, on my list. Black Panther. Um, and Black Panther spoke to kind of the awakening of, because one of the things we, we talked about a lot of times mm -hmm. is, uh, I've had discussions on social media about it, is um, black people have been viewed in films, especially in, in big budget Hollywood films, in mm -hmm. In certain, you know, yeah. lanes. Yeah, the sidekick, sidekick, the sassy the, black the comedic, friend. Yeah, um, the the criminal, the criminal. You know, the extra that dies the early. Died, the guy that dies <laughs> first. So there, there's these themes that happen for black people in films, in big budget films. This was a first, one of the first. Mm -hmm. I won't say the first. One of the first big budget films that had not only uh, a predominantly black cast, but it was a black superhero. Yeah. Um, and so it went from just being some of those uh, weird kind of sidekick figures to he was the main figure in that mm -hmm. film. The soundtrack was great. And so there was so much outpouring and people just kind of really put there and just hung on to that. It was like, man, you mm -hmm. know, and, and but. You know, frankly, I, I had uh, one of my white classmates was like she was uncomfortable watching that film, and I and so we kind of went, and we didn't jump on her because she's trying to be an ally. Right, right. But I said, you know, part of that uncomfortableness is coming from the fact that you haven't seen black people in that space, right? Wearing traditional Africa garb, speaking the language, mm -hmm. um, really kind of diving into African black culture, right? And uh, Afro Afrofuturism, right. You know? Right, and, and in a futuristic kind mm -hmm. of 
kind of sense, not you know, because it wasn't realistic. Of course, you know, they flying right. around the ships and the things like that, and and you know, but, but nobody was, blinked an eye at um, Blade Runner thirty years ago. <laughs> right. But the black people in a hovercraft is oh god. <laughs> right. So yeah. So I I I put Black Panther on there mm-hmm. just because of how how many of us felt about that movie, mm-hmm. and you know, when she said show them who you are, right. You know, so it was really there's some there's some iconic moments in that movie mm-hmm. when. When his nemesis dies, yeah, and oh says no, I you know. I always wanted to see the sunset. Pretty soon, yeah. huh? Uh, yo, I'm bury just me with you. my ancestors. Michael he B. Said, Jordan put, put is bay in the ocean. Yes, you know. Yes, yes. That line, he yeah. said, bury me with my ancestors. Yeah. It is a true uh, testament to the writing and the acting in that movie that yes. you found yourself at the end of the movie um, sad for the villain. And I want to say this: it was a it was a concerted effort. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Coogler, it mm-hmm. wasn't just a Spike Lee movie. Marvel gets a lot of credit mm-hmm. for really diving in and leaning into that movie. So I don't want to just be oh, it's, you know, black and black, black, black type film. There was a lot of white people behind that was producing from Stan Lee that wrote, created the character of Black Panther. He was a white man. So I want to give credit to everybody that contributed mm-hmm. to that film, uh, to making that film what it is and, mm-hmm. and what it meant to not only to African Americans, but just to the adding to the Marvel Universe. Right. So, and to normalizing the idea of a black superhero. And a yes. shout out to my boy Kevin, who said his kids dressed up as Black Panther for Halloween. So <laughs> yeah, you know, all of a sudden, uh, similar to when you saw uh, children with like Obama masks on in the, like say 2010, 2011, you know, you have a black superhero here that they can look up to. Um, I'm very excited about Miles Morales as super, as a Spider-Man, too. That's a whole different story. Whole he doesn't different make story. a list just yet. Yeah. yeah. So, so, what, so what, what do you have? What do you have next? Um, next up, I have... Oh, my goodness. I lost my page. Hang on. Let me get my, let me get my list back. Y'all, I'm looking at an envelope. <laughs> well, I wrote everything on the back. Okay, so the next movie I have is Malcolm X. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so another Spike Lee joint. Another Spike Lee joint, <laughs> and um, the reason I put this movie on is because it helps you really understand Malcolm X in uh, three dimensions. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is he was more than just a figure. He said more than just by any means necessary. Um, you start to understand his journey from uh, being um, uh, a, a questionable character in Detroit to a Detroit leader, Red. Detroit Red, to a leader of uh, a movement to embracing the idea of pushing everyone forward in society yes. so um and a lot of people don't know a lot about malcolm x beyond you know the memes and the pictures and a couple of phrases so right. it's definitely worth uh definitely worth checking out well he got more press when he was militant and angry and he was with the nation of islam mm-hmm. and he got less press when he came back from his pilgrimage to mecca and that's the thing i would encourage anybody to not only watch the film but read the book mm-hmm. the film does a great job of adapting directly from the book mm-hmm. but if you read that book and kind of lo- Watch his journey. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a. I'm getting off the subject, but if you, uh, Dr. William uh, Cross, he's a black psychologist. He talks about uh, it's called negrescence theory, hmm. and he talks about the stages of black development, black identity development. Yeah. And if you read that theory and watch how uh, Malcolm X progresses through his uh, life and career, you'll you see he follows that model uh, perfectly. So I, I I do a little smart things yeah, every once in a while. Go ahead. Every once in a while. I have my moments. <laughs> All, right. All right, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with our with our last uh, last few the last few mm-hmm. um, movies that are representing for the culture. So hashtag right. for, for the, the culture. culture. <laughs> Get that in there. So we will see you in a minute, and you're listening to thoughts and moments right here on the Real 1100 AM. Mm-hmm. 
Honorary Forest Ranger Betty White here, lending a hand to my dear friend Smokey Bear. Because for 75 years, he's only said... Only you can prevent wildfires. But there's a lot more to say. Like, if you park your car on tall, dry grass, the hot exhaust pipe can start a wildfire. So be careful out there. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Station that gives you sports. I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows. Well, isn't that special? All on one app. Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. From Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. That's right. Oh, I got Boys in the Hood. Okay, 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 (laughs) okay. I was like, something had to go. So, I knew uh, we would go off my welcome, list. Welcome back, everybody. We're just, just shooting the breeze in the studio here on the Real 1100 AM. This is Thoughts and Moments Radio. I am Joy Ride, and you are. Oh, I am Silly Thoughts. We, I we reversed never, that. I've never done it before. <laughs> Yay! I am your boy, Silly Thoughts. And thanks again for listening. We are uh, just to reset the show, we have been giving our top 10 movies for the culture. I've been kind of speaking mm-hmm. along the pop culture line. Got to know. The, the lines and references for mm-hmm. the barbecue and Joy's been kind of giving those movies that make you think and make you really understand mm-hmm. you know black people the and black, black experience the full black experience mm-hmm. so that's what we so we've been going back and forth we got we got through five at least I think we got through five we got about yeah ten total five yeah. each yeah, yeah. We, we're, do, we're doing it so we met the the, the, the base threshold criteria here so, um um what did we do just before we left? I don't know, but I'm going. So go ahead, go. The next one that I have. <laughs> Malcolm the, X was the last Malcolm one. X Malcolm X was the last. X. That was me. That okay. was you. Okay. okay. I'm, so I'm going to go okay. another Spike Lee movie. School days. Got to have it. Got to have it. It spoke to the culture on along a myriad of lines from colorism to hair to um, dealing with being part of it on a, on a black college campus and and trying to conform into America's standards versus maintaining your roots and your culture. So there are so many different, mm-hmm. you know, the, and pledging of fraternity, sorority. Right, right. So how was, people change when they pledge. Yeah. How people's know. friends change when, when they pledge, all kind of stuff. All of those things, how, you def, how you're finding yourself and defining yourself and redefining yourself throughout your mm-hmm. college years. So many different things. Not That's the movie that made me want to be an alpha. We also uh, got, you can't overlook the soundtrack. You know, yes. the most famous song off that soundtrack, I think, is Doing the Butt. Sex says, sex says, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, the one he's playing in the background, Good and Bad Hair. Yes. So, again, we talk about colorism and hair texture and uh, believing or thinking that someone with fairer skin is uh, uh, more privileged. And in some aspects, it's true. Yes. You know, but, um, you know, looking down on each other for. Ultimately, no reason at all. No you know, a reason lot of at it, all. A lot of it played out there. You know, um, well, trying to be an to activist the, and still be cool in school. You know, it, it speaks to the, the the mindset where you were conditioned. You know, we could talk about Stockholm syndrome and all mm-hmm. that other thing, but how we were conditioned over time to reject things that were African. We were conditioned to reject mm-hmm. anything that represented Africa or our African roots and try to accept and, and incorporate things that were more 
European, uh, European centric, aka mm-hmm. Amer- you know American, to as a survival, you know, right. and, and we some of us adopted it as a survival technique, and some of us rejected it and caught it, you know, and so yeah. there's there's all of that interplay that goes into it, and you see it really. Uh, masterfully done in that movie uh, School Days right. and have an entertaining product as well and it's a musical mm-hmm. which yes, it's I don't musical. like musicals yeah. but it was so good the way they, they put it in there you don't there. realize you're watching a musical until it's over <laughs> you forget that it's a musical uh, you know what I do want to give one other shout out uh, this is not on the list it's an honorable mention and I'm tell you why I mention it the movie Blade with Wesley Snipes wow. yeah. I'm going to tell you why because um, Blade is the first Marvel black superhero yes he was a vampire hunter, and he was part vampire. Part vampire. Well. And uh, the Daywalker. So check out the movie Blade. But here's another thing. Wesley Snipes was the first superhero to do that drop from the sky, land on one knee, superhero landing. <laughs> He's the first one to bring that into uh, into popular culture. So, you know, you see it all the time in the Iron Man movies, the Avengers movies. Everybody comes in, they lands like that. Blade did it first. So shout out to Wesley Snipes and his capoeira. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, you're so up next. I'm up next. So my next my next movie is not a movie, it's a series. And it is Roots. Okay. Specifically the remake of Roots that came out uh, done by Will Packer Studios mm-hmm. uh, about four years ago at this point, or three or four years ago. Uh, it's available somewhere. Just Google Roots and then go find it. Um, and the reason I say the remake is it's a lot more nuanced than the original. Wow. Um, it's a lot more relatable. I found myself watching the characters in this like oh my god that's me oh my god that could have been me i understand fiddler i understand kunta kente i understand kizzy i get mm-hmm. the struggle i see where we come from i understand how religion played a part in oppression like it's so deep yeah and um also even you know understanding the lack of humanity that exists when a man can sell his own son mm. you know so it's it's deep yeah. It's a lot deep. Also, they even touch on like the colorism of it all. And uh, thinking somebody is uh, what we would call today a sellout, when in actuality, they're using all their talents and wiles to keep y'all alive. Yeah. You know, it's so deep. Yeah. It's so good. Roots, yeah. the Will Packer remake of Roots. Go watch all of it. Is it on Netflix? I don't know. Where can we find it? So, uh, my, uh, it's on, it's on it your fire stick. It might be on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. My Internet Warriors. Y'all find out where we yeah. can find that so we can put find that out it. there for folks that are listening. Find it. Uh, Shout out to a lot of my high school classmates that are popping in. So, uh, Mike, uh, Barney, all the folks, Chris, all thank you all for uh, jumping in and, and checking it, checking us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up for me is, we talked about this last week, Boomerang. Yeah. Boomerang's got to mm-hmm. be on the list. And for several reasons. One, it was, it wasn't, even though it was a, a predominantly black cast, it wasn't a black movie. No, it was a movie about people falling in, falling in and out of love. And that love triangle that can happen. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've been there. You got the girl that's that's right for you, but you got the one that you that you, you, you lust for. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you like, and you got that push pull mm-hmm. going on between the two of them. And you got, and and eventually, of course, he makes the right decision. Of course, because it's Hollywood. But understanding that's that's real, and that <laughs> that was real life. And so they put a funny kind of story around it with Sean Jay and, uh-huh. and his job and Eartha Kitt and he had this kind of Marcus ensemble cast Dolly. but really the, the the crux of the story was you know his fight to really be you know who he is and trusting him his, his instinct and saying I got to choose the best person that's the best for me um, and that's going to support me and be supportive in that and not just pick the the one that's 
you know, rejecting me or, or that I want because of, of other more superficial reasons. And so I love the story of, of Boomerang. And then John Witherspoon, the scene with John Witherspoon at the Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, bang, bang, the, bang, bang, bang. Soup. Again, so <laughs> you got to coordinate. Again, lines that everybody, so, everybody in the And John knows. Witherspoon, for the record, is the best Pops because he was Pops in He's everybody's Friday as well. Daddy. He's everybody's daddy. Yeah. And he was Pops in... in, in Just like Jennifer Lewis Boomerang. is everybody's mother. Yes, mm-hmm. Boomerang. You got to go get it. Got to yes. go see it. On my last. Okay, so I think my last movie, uh, just uh, for the for time, um, there's a lot of things I could pick on here, but to make it uh, to make it um, all inclusive, I'm gonna say or all comprehensive. Thirteenth, the oh. documentary on Netflix by Ava DuVernay. Ooh, it that's hard to watch for you, somehow. It's hard to watch, but I guarantee you, it is worth your time. No matter what side of the fence you're on, no matter uh, what color you are, Thirteenth is absolutely worth watching and understanding because it um, it lays out everything: the interplay between uh, the Thirteenth Amendment and the outlaws of uh, criminality mm-hmm. and in. Um, turning prisoners into slaves and the prison industrial complex and then the mm-hmm. school to prison pipeline and then the war on drugs and how politics and um, uh, started to uh, co-opt the story in order to get elected and the idea of what law and order really means. It is so deep that um, even in my professional life when people ask me, well, what should I watch to learn more to be an ally? 13th. Watch the whole thing at once. Get Just get through it. It's hard. Yes. It's hard. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It's hard to get through. But I guarantee you, if you're if you're trying to be an ally, if you're trying to understand, even if you're not trying to be an ally, if you're trying to remain neutral, but you want to understand what the frustration and how what we're talking about, watch 13. Just watch that, and then that'll give you some perspective on, and that's just the criminal side. That's not even talking about education and social and all this other stuff. That's just on the criminal side of how, even though the 13th Amendment technically freed slaves, it was the the Jedi mind trick was going on much longer, much after uh, the 13th Amendment was ratified. So that's that's a good pick, good pull there. Um, What's your last one? You got one more? Yeah, I got one more. I'm going to say... People are saying this, and this is this is the internet pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, five heartbeats. Oh yeah. yeah, I got nothing but love for you, baby. Five, five heartbeats. It wasn't mm-hmm. one of my choices, to be honest with you. It but been there were so many people that responded mm-hmm. that way, and we talked about it last week, and, mm-hmm. and people love that film. So I'm going to just say five heartbeats. I can't give you mm-hmm. another commentary. Joy's going to give you the commentary. Yeah, it's a great story about. I saw it one uh, time. And <laughs> <I did> it. <laughs> it's, it's a great story about uh, like it's it's every Motown uh, music group. It's the Temptations, it's the Four Tops, it's the Supremes, it's everything uh, encapsulated in the Five Heartbeats. And their story is basically the story of all music, uh, Motown-related, coming up through that time. You know, and it even even that movie t- touches on uh, police harassment. They get stopped in the middle of nowhere and get forced to sing to yes. get away from the police in the middle of the night. So yes. again, when we talk, when we tell y'all that we've been saying this for a long time, almost every movie we have on this list has some sort of negative interaction. You know, and so. I'm gonna tell you a great story when we get on the after show. I'm gonna tell you a great story mm-hmm. that will kind of encapsulate uh, what we're talking about. It's the interplay between black people and the police. I got that. <laughs> Do you got one more that you can squeeze in? Um. Uh, yeah, last one. If you're feeling brave and you got enough uh, tissue and enough uh, 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 Tylenol or whatever you want to take for the headache, Rosewood. Oh, I dare you. Uh. That's the one I tell you. That's that's third level uh, allyship. If you can watch 
start with start with uh, Roots, move up to 13th, graduate with Rosewood. It's hard. To, it's hard for me to watch. It's what we call a Friday night movie because some movies that come out when black people see them, I'm gonna need all day Saturday and Sunday <laughs> to get my mind right so I can go back to work on Monday and look yeah. people in the face and not be mad. So that's a Friday night movie. So uh, uh, yeah. it that's details a, that's the, the right thing was for me. I yeah. wanted to throw a garbage can through everybody's window. Everybody window. <laughs> Yo, uh, we, we somehow we anger ourselves, but still, it's a really good movie and it's a true story. I have been to the Rosewood Museum in Florida and I asked them about that movie and they said the only thing in that movie that's not true is Ving Rhames' character. Everything else is based on actual things that happen. So watch the movie. Yeah. So we're gonna talk. We're gonna give our last couple ones on the after show. So don't don't leave if you're watching us right. online. Don't leave if you're listening on the air. We're so, so sorry. Make sure if you go, we'll put our list in on our fan page uh, on Facebook. It is Thoughts and Moments Radio. Thoughts and Moments Radio. So go to our fan page. We will post our list after the show so you can get our entire list of For the Culture Films. So uh, I am your boy, Silly Thoughts. I am sitting across from... I am Joy Rod. So happy to be here. And we are Thoughts and Moments. So thank you all for listening today. We're going to have the after show, so just stick with us. And um, bye. Stay tough. Stay tough. <laughs> Stay safe.